Hey, Dubs. Hello, Chrissy Chris. <laughs> Chrissy Chris. Chrissy Chris. I need to get you like a, a more snappy nickname. But nicknames. I like Chrissy Chris. You like Chrissy Chris? I mean, Chrissy Poo. Chrissy is Poo? Like the I standard. Th- I want to, yeah, I want to say the standard. That doesn't yeah. feel like the right word because that's not the, my name. But <laughs> Chrissy Poo. Chrissy I'd Poo. I'd be okay with Chrissy Poo. I'll take Chrissy Poo. Okay. Cool. All right. All right. We'll, we'll, we'll give it a shot because the thing with Chrissy, Chrissy Poo, or just nicknames in general, is that they need to be anointed to you. You, you don't. Oh, then Chrissy Poo won't work because I said it first. Ooh. Boy, so. Although. People have called you I, Chrissy Poo. It was given to me against my will, actually, which I think makes it a pretty good nickname for that person who gave it to me. Okay. My uncle. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> where I found out that someone, his name is John. I found out that someone a long time ago used to call him Johnny Cakes and he hated it. So I kept calling him Johnny Cakes over and over and over again. Okay. okay. And then he hit me back with Chrissy Poo. And okay. he still calls me Chrissy Poo, even though I don't call him Johnny Cakes anymore. Okay. All right. All right. We'll give it a shot. We'll give it like a two week dry run and see a trial run and see how it goes. I already feel weird about it. I prefer if we didn't, because I feel like that's that's my uncle's nickname. Okay, we'll we'll find a different name. We'll find it. Yeah, we'll name. find it along the way. Let's not force okay. it. Yeah, natural. Or maybe the beginning of next episode, something new uh. will come out of your mouth, and uh, and that's that'll be it. Sounds good. I like it. I like it. <laughs> we'll go with that. So how you been? Uh, I've been. I've been having back problems again, and it's weird because I haven't been playing hockey, I haven't been working out, I haven't been doing martial arts, but for some reason, every morning when I wake up, I'm in excruciating back pain, lower back pain. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, I haven't had any kind of massage or physical treatments for about three months now, so mm-hmm. that doesn't help. Um, but, like, and my bed is only three years old, so, like, I don't know what the hell's going on, but it's not great. Um, partnered that with the fact that I had, uh, hearing issues as well for the past three weeks where I would wake up and I couldn't hear out of my left ear and it started in small, small increments. Like, oh, I can't hear in my ear for like 20 minutes. And then each day it slowly got longer to the point where just earlier this week I woke up and I couldn't hear out of my left ear for six hours. So I was like, I know, I knew it had to be built up. So I was trying wax, like wax drops and stuff like that to clean it out. Yeah. Nothing was working. So I said, like, huh. so you know me. So I said, fuck this. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm getting this fixed now. And I went to uh, the walk-in clinic, like the minute clinic. Yeah. And uh, they have like ear cleaning, like wax removal yeah. services. And she was like, oh, yeah, that side is really spad. And I was like, get it out. She was like, okay, like, it might hurt. And I was like, don't care. Get it out. So she, You don't know who you're talking to. Go yeah, ahead. so she got a, I didn't know they did this now. Uh, they, she got a water pick. Oh, oh, like God. the Like the machine, like, floss. For your teeth? Yes. And Ugh. she basically, like, shoved it in my ear and dug Ugh. in a circle to loosen it up. And then Ugh. it would flush out. And then she had, like, a pick. And she would, like, stab and, like, pull out pieces if anything <clears throat> was, like, really bad. Um, but long story short, it's crazy that I can hear again on the left side of my head. And it reminds me of those things, of those times when you, you, you take everything for granted. Like when you're sick and it's like, oh mm-hmm. man, breathing through my nose, I took it for granted for all these years. It's just like that where it's like, oh, I yeah. took hearing for granted. So it's just like, wow, I can hear again. And, <laughs> <Bad> um, baby. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And she was like, start, she was like, um, use the the ear drops like once a month just to keep maintenance on your uh, ears on your ear canals yeah. she was like but you should be fine so that was a huge boost to my attitude 
But nice. uh, but then it got dropped right back down with my back killing me every single morning to the point where I'm like laying on the foam roller and I'm like putting my tens unit pads on my back and shocking my back for like 45 minutes and yeah. How are you Still. doing? Um, <laughs> no back pain. Yay! <laughs> Just I feel like I've had a headache for like uh, the year. Uh, since like January 1st that keeps getting worse mm. uh, and then I feel like my head's about to explode <laughs> and then I'm going to wake up and be like wow that was the longest most vivid nightmare I've ever had um, it's a good summary and, yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah man uh, it's rough everything going on uh, which I feel like we should talk about a little bit even though we're a make funny podcast <laughs> Yeah, uh, and, and I know, like, Johnny and I had, had the, back when it was enough about you, <clears throat> Johnny and I would have these talks, too, but, you know, Johnny, he he's just, like, like he would either be all in or just, like, nah, let's just skip it. Um, but you and I have had these talks, too, at times, where it's, like, sh- like we try to be an escape from this the bullshit of the world for people so they can just come and just hear us goof off. Yeah. So it's always like, oh, are we going to get serious and go pretty deep? And I feel like this is one of those times where we uh, have to. Yeah, exactly. It it feels like the bullshit is so deep that it's unavoidable. And it would be like irresponsible to avoid it completely. Um, Right. But that being said, I feel hesitant to talk about it because I am not uh, a knowledgeable person about what to do or how to act with uh, everything that's going on. Okay, well, how about this? Let's start with this. Um, with since you are the uh, since you are the white person on the podcast, yeah, <laughs> I will say, why don't you go first and tell me your feelings and thoughts about everything going on with. Of course, what happened in Minneapolis with uh, George Floyd. Yeah. I mean, that's just the most recent thing, of course, because there's literally countless other incidents um, spanning, you know, yeah. the entire history of uh, America as a country. But why, yeah. why don't you start? Because you have a different perspective being you. <laughs> being you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> try not to have so much vitriol in that sentence. Uh, uh, I'm kidding. But um, yeah, so... My first thought is it's another occurrence in the long line of this is kind of what happens in America. It's awful, obviously. It shouldn't happen. It's terrible and disgusting that it happens, and it keeps happening. And it feels like like the bubble finally popped. And it's like every time in the past this happens, everybody's saying, when will this be enough? How much is too much? When will we do something about it? And it finally seems like now. And that's kind of, that's my main thoughts about it. And I'm kind of all gung-ho for change. And there's just so many awful things happening at once. And I almost feel like I need to abandon the internet to (laughs) stay sane. But then that also feels irresponsible because I feel like I need to do whatever I can to help and yes, because like this could be the time where change finally happens and yes. it's going to take a lot of work and a lot of perseverance and things like that for that to happen. Yes. So I want to help out in any way I can. 
and I don't know how, and I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know who's doing it the right and wrong way. I will say this: uh, my small little town in the up the northern part of Connecticut, that's mostly a farm town, had a huge protest yesterday that I went to, um, right in the town center. That was very peaceful, but very energetic and a shocking amount of people turned out for it so that was really good to see and i went there with a couple family members and one of my aunts was there and she made a good point that she's seen this type of cycle happening over and over and over again in america but she's never seen she's never seen it spread to granby connecticut she's never seen 500 like 99 percent white people like stood like on the the town center, the town green, everybody has a sign. Everybody also had a mask. So we're all staying yep. safe. But she's like, I've never seen it get to this point before. Granby never would have been involved in anything like this. It's always New York City, L.A., big gatherings of people. But it seems like every town in America is doing something. I think the entire uh, they did mark down that all 50 states have had a protest, at least one. Yeah. Yep. Um, and I don't know if you saw the video of the protest in France. and spain and germany and (laughs) and it is not a small crowd like they shut down like an area of i think paris um with the amount of people who went out and had a uh a protest for america i mean i'll get into like my feelings on that about how i think it's this is a representation of more than just an american issue yeah but but that's good that you're that you um a you care and you're not a horrible person um so i'm glad i've judged you well uh <laughs> all those years ago start with you yes <laughs> um and it's cool you went out to a protest that's really cool I yeah didn't, um that's cool that there was one in your town so that's yeah cool. i was surprised to hear there was one in my town and i was yeah. like hell yeah let's do this yeah yeah uh it was my first protest i didn't really know how they work like i kind of showed up and i'm like do i have to like sign in or anything <laughs> Uh, but turns out, nope, you don't. Just nope. uh, write something witty on a sign and yep. uh, hold it up. And when cars honk at you, cheer. And yeah. uh, like a sporting event, uh, take part in the 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 cheering and the the chanting and stuff like that. That's a better uh, process than some of the protests where it's being set up like the Hong Kong protests, where it's like we have the flag bearer here he issues or she issues signs to communicate about police movement we have the front barricade we have the front line fighters um who are there with shields we have the yeah. medic tent in the back we have the supply chain for food over here we have <laughs> yeah nope yep so in granby it's we have uh the guys wearing polos over here <laughs> Uh, the girls wearing flip flops over here. There's Dunkin' Donuts uh, right here for you if yeah. you want some. And they're uh, handing out cups of water. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah, it was, okay. it was cool. Okay. That's nice. That's nice. What about you? Uh, um, or what about you? <laughs> Did I really say it with that much? That much? Probably not. Edge. <laughs> we'll listen. We'll listen back to it when we upload the episode. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. Um, Okay, so how can I put this? All right, so I, for those who don't know, I am a minority. Um, so I am not white on the podcast. So You're not white anywhere. I'm not white anywhere. True. You know, that's very true. Um, so part of me is, so 
so I'm not black, right? So I'm yeah. Asian. And yeah. there's a special type of racism that you get when you're Asian and when you're yeah. not black or brown. And yeah. that's something I've always understood. However, racism is something I've always understood since I was in single digits. Mm-hmm. When I had kids in elementary school making fun of my eyes. Like, yeah. I've always experienced a form of racism. And I still experience a form of it to, to now, but to talk about the specifics of what we're dealing with, which is the prejudice and racism from people of authority, um, in this case, let's say primarily law enforcement, that is something mm-hmm. I have not really experienced. So yeah. I get weird looks from, like, I've gone into diners and I, I know the tables that are staring a little too long at me. Like, I know that. That's very different than dealing with cops or law enforcement that treat me differently because they really yeah. don't. They really don't. Um, and I am 100% open about that. I Once they start talking to me and I start talking to them, they, they're they pretty much, they're like, okay, he speaks English. He's got good English. Okay, like, I'm, I'm going to be able to communicate with this person. And every time I've dealt with a cop, it's I've never really been in that big of trouble, so it's never really been a concern. But I've also yeah. never had a prejudice against me for being a criminal based on the fact that just because I'm Asian. So yeah, my interactions, exactly. my interactions with police officers are very different than black or brown people. Um, however, because of my just my general understanding of racism and the fear of the of of the different in America, like there's there's some thinking that I did that I understand. And it's it's about how like there's a core value to being an American, and that core v- value to me is being aggressive, like aggressive, and or willing to turn to violence. I'm not mm-hmm. saying we're just violent psychopaths, but we are pretty quick to jump to violence, and we are pretty aggressive. And, and I I hold that a lot to our identity as Americans. Mm-hmm. It's a part of the arrogance and the um. Yeah, the arrogance and the aggressiveness and the violence that that we have as a stereotype as Americans. And it's everything from shoot first, ask questions later, you know, um, with John Wayne. It's it's the cowboys of the West, just like six shooters, bang, 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 fan the hammer. It's and it's and if you think about it, it's because it's entwined with with our nation's identity. Like and Mm -hmm. and this is something that I said to somebody else that I was talking uh, to about this. I was like, we were birthed out of violence and war with the revolutionary war we were uh defined by our violence with the civil war when we fought ourselves Mm -hmm. and we were reinforced with our our violence with our all of our military escalations and involvements vietnam war uh the korean war desert storm iraq afghanistan um Mm -hmm. everything you know on top of the secret cia fbi special forces fucking military operations that undergo throughout the year. Um, You know what I mean? Like, like it's a, it's a specific part of our identity. There's a reason why after nine 11 people were galvanized by seeing the super carrier battle groups like being sent off. And it was like, Oh, we are coming for you. Like, Mm -hmm. and like, I remember seeing all the posts online of like, you fucked with the wrong country. Like, like, and just showed a picture of an aircraft carrier and just showed pictures of submarines and, show like the marines gearing up and getting deployed off of uh off of a carrier and it's yeah. just like we're coming like you want you wanted to have our attention congratulations you have our attention um there's so yeah there's in my opinion this identity of being 
uh, violent. So when you com- so basically when you take my understanding of Americans of us being that violent, mm-hmm. uh, aggressive, arrogant, and then you take the history and the day to day nuances of racism that still exists based Mm -hmm. off of my own experiences alone not even talking about the stories that go on the videos that we see the reports that are done the the court cases that are public for you to read up on on all this crazy shit that happens like clearly there's a racist there's a racism problem in the country so you take those two and you put them together and unfortunately like your aunt said it herself like this has happened before it's a cycle Like, it's a cycle. It sucks. Um, so I get tired of it. Like, yeah. I'm, I don't get, like, tired of it in the sense of, fuck this, I'm done with it. But I get tired of it. Like, I literally have to say, like, don't look at Twitter for the next hour. Yeah. Because I, I get so mad and I get so upset and I get filled with with rage mm-hmm. um, because I'm an American. So, so, so like, I I just, it's just this, this, that's basically it. I'm just, I'm tired of it in the sense of it is beating me down and it sucks because this has been happening. I think like once a year, there's at least one major national case like this. Mm -hmm. Um, like the, like the, the Ferguson issue back in the Obama administration, like the, Mm Like you have, uh, like Brianna Taylor, I think was two years ago or a year ago. Like every year, you have an incident. You had the, you had the healthcare Trayvon provider Martin. Trayvon Martin. You had, um, you had the healthcare provider who was laying down next to his autistic patient with his hands in the air in Florida, and he still got shot. You have mm-hmm. that. You have that white kid who was in the hallway crying because he was just saying like, "Don't shoot me," and he had his hands up, and they still shot him. You have. Oh yeah. There is that. There is that kid. Uh, there was a kid in prison who was getting tortured on video and they showed it on surveillance of four cops holding him down and tasing him for hours. Like there's shit that happens all the time and it really sucks. But if you want my general opinion of it, I'm not surprised because I'm never surprised by, by acts of violence or racism in America. Mm -hmm. And I'm just sad and tired of it. That's pretty much it. But like, I've always been sad and tired of it. But the thing that's been escalating and changing to me is the fact that because of technology, it is now in 4K at 60 frames per second. And that's very different than the grainy helicopter shot that you see of five police officers tackling this one guy standing by himself. So it is multiple angles that you can see online 12 seconds after it happens. It is brutal. It is vivid. And it's the it's the lack of justice that that pisses me off and i think it's the thing that's kind of lit up the entire uh, the whole planet like there's a reason why there's you know like 15,000 people in the square in paris protesting for an american citizen who was killed in america yeah. by americans <laughs> like yeah. and it's because george floyd has become and his daughter has a beautiful short video where she's on the shoulders i think of her uncle and she says, Daddy changed the world, didn't he? Mm. And it breaks your heart, but it's it's because it's true. George Floyd has become, in my eyes, the symbol for the entire planet to yeah. pin as the as the catalyst of this is the last straw. Yeah. And like we're tired of it. And this mm-hmm. is it. And all the shit that's been going on. And he now represents more than just a corrupt political and uh uh 
law enforcement, police union, blah, blah, blah situation. He, he now represents the feeling of he represents the 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 catalyst for change for the oppressed and for the injustice that's felt by everybody all around the world. Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely think you're right. It's and it could have been any of those countless people that all those names we saw in the news. It could have been Trayvon Martin. It could have been Breonna Taylor. It could have been Emmett Till back in the day. Um, but it's it's we've like hit the boiling point. It seems like where there's not going to be. I mean the the goal or what it seems is that there's not going to be another George Floyd. There's not going to be another one of these names. I mean. It's America. You're right. We're violent, and there's a lot of racist people out there, and unfortunately, a lot of them are in law enforcement. But it seems like, like we're done with it. We're tired of it, and we're not gonna let it happen anymore. I also am fully aware of the fact that I don't understand a lot of these anecdotes. Like, like you said, you're Asian, so you understand a very particular type of racism. Where I have not had any of that. I can't think of a time that someone was racist to me for being white besides like a in like a uh, like a funny way, I guess. Like the only thing is like oh that kid's so white for like not being able to dance well or rap or something. I don't know. But <laughs> I'm just saying I have yeah, no yeah. experience with that type of hardship at all. Like right. I can't, I'm stretching to think of something and there's nothing like, right. I'm just going to give up trying to think of something cause there's absolutely nothing, but it, I don't know what it's like and I don't know how to fix it. So I feel helpless and I feel like I'm just watching things happen. And even though I went to a protest yesterday, I don't, I don't know how I'm going to help by being there. Like, I just don't understand enough about these types of things to, to know how to help change things. Um, it's yeah yeah it's um i think that's also why you're seeing this lead up of um not saying that like the right because i don't think any of the rioters have been pointed to any of the actual non-violent protesters but that's why you're seeing i think uh sparks of violence and i think it's because it's like so people always talk about uh uh martin and malcolm Mm-hmm. They always talk about how one man was like, there's nothing to gain from violence. And the other one was like, if they don't listen, then if the only way they can understand is through pain, then you give them pain. Mm-hmm. Like, and I know mm-hmm. I'm bru- I'm butchering kind of like both messages here, but I'm just condensing it for time. Yeah. Um, you should both, whoever's listening, if you don't know, you should definitely read both of their actual mandates and and their philosophies. But there's that's why there's this, uh, I think this vibrant vein of of like do you really want to keep doing this like to the to law enforcement like so law enforcement's in the situation where because of because they use excessive force they are in a very bad position so how do they respond they all respond with excessive force again Mm -hmm. and again and again, six yeah. days of excessive force. I don't know if they understand the picture or they're just not talking to somebody in their PR firm. But the last thing you should probably do is uh, continue escalated force against nonviolent people and also innocent people. Like yeah. the videos coming out of New York and L.A. are crazy where they're it's insane. like it's insane. It's, it's literally coming down to martial law. 
Yeah. Based off of these, off of these, uh, these, these police uh, officers. So it's, I, I think, I think when it comes to change, there's a lot to understand about it. I mean, uh, Apple Music did this really cool thing where they had like a blackout of the day where they just played. You couldn't use any of their services besides search and like your playlist because mm-hmm. all the other services were just click to listen here. And it was just a curated list of like of of black stories through music, mm-hmm. of black struggle through music. And I mean, I did it because I was like, I mean, I, I'm going I have I have Apple Music and I want to hear music, so I'll I'll listen. But I knew I was gonna like it's gonna play a like Taleb Kwali song that's gonna like piss me off because I hear the pain and I know what he's talking about and I know that this song came out in like two thousand and five and it's two thousand and twenty yeah. and it's the same thing. Like yeah. like it's just like fuck. All right, fine, like I'm gonna listen. Um I think the the main message that I've been seeing is just to to listen, you know. I think to listen and then to enact change, whether it's through donation. If you can't donate, then it's a matter of voting for people who who have the right policies that they are going to implement, or whether it's it's trying to create change through the the means of the system, um, which I know is difficult for people to for everybody to want because it's the same system that everybody's been talking about. It's the same system that's been having the problem. It's the same system that hasn't changed in years. Yeah. If, if not the majority of America's history. So, um, I think it's sadly predictable how there's an immediate defense of, of, of like the other side, because again, we fight. So, the second it was like Black Lives Matter and like look at this injustice, immediately I knew that I, I was I knew it was coming, but I was like, I wonder what the opposite side's gonna spin. Because they're mm-hmm. gonna have to spin a different side to this. And yeah. and sure enough, it's like, oh, but like but companies and, and property and um and all lives matter and all this other shit. And it's like, oh, okay, so it's the same thing. It's the same it's the same kind of hey, there's another school shooting with a whole bunch of 10-year-olds. We should talk about gun reform. And then somebody says, we can't talk about gun reform. It's too soon. Thoughts and prayers. It's like the same kind of immediate kickback that I was expecting, which really sucks. But it goes back to, I I personally think, the number one thing is to try to understand. And that's what I think doesn't happen a lot. I think in America, there's a lot of not trying to understand the other person. It's just, well, you're wrong. I'm right. Like, fuck yep. you. Got a problem with it? And that's, yeah. again, I think goes back to who we are as Americans. Um, yeah. There's, there's, there's something, I think I've said it on this podcast, and if not, then I think I said it to one of my other friends, but there's a reason why I love Canada so much. Um, <laughs> I love Canada. I love Canadians. And I always try to explain it to my Canadian friends, who I'm very mm-hmm. close with, and I think I finally... I think I finally really understand it. Canada is not perfect. Canada has a lot of problems, especially yeah. when it comes to racism. Like they do have a surprising amount of racism. They have a surprising amount of, of issues within their provinces, within interprovincial, inter, interprovincial, inter like province to province problems. They have a huge faux pas with their indigenous people. Um, I don't think it's as bad as Americans, but it's still a problem. And any of any Canadian you talk to will be quick to tell you, like, "Oh, you think we're perfect? Let's tell you. Let me tell you some some real facts." Mm-hmm. But there's one underlying thing about Canadians and Canada in general that's the reason why I love it so much, and it's the fact that Canadians are a proud, patriotic people. 
Like mm-hmm. Canadians are are true patriots. And mm-hmm. I say that because, yeah, so there are Americans who are patriots. Yeah, there's people who are proud to be American and happy and thankful to be American. But there's a difference between American patriotism and Canadian patriotism. The mm-hmm. difference is, is that American patriotism seems to believe that you need to have blood, sweat, and tears and death in order to fully show and and justify and legitimize your patriotism like mm-hmm. like i'm a patriot like i'm a like like my best friend's a veteran or like my family like my brother's in the army or this and this or like i have the american flag and i have this and this is on my shirt and i buy these products and this and this it's like yeah that's great you're supporting you're supporting your american culture but it's different than the canadian patriotism and the canadian patriotism is based out of i think a genuine compassion for other canadians like there's a radio DJ um, named uh, uh, Connor McKenna who who mm-hmm. said it who said it great who said it who put it really easy. Um, he said the reason like I get asked a lot by Americans like how can I live in like a socialist like like tax high tax country and the truth is is because I want to pay high taxes. Mm-hmm. I want to know that my fellow Canadian is going to be safe. And my other fellow Canadian can get to get hospital treatments for for next to nothing. And I want to know that we have less homeless people. And I want to know that people are being taken care of because I care about other Canadians because we are Canadians. We are Canada. Yeah. And there's a different like I'm also, you know, huge bias on my lens here. But like I see a different type of of patriotism when I see a group of Canadians with the Canadian flag. The way yeah. that they hold it, the way they, they talk about it, the way that it represents them is very different than the American flag. Where the American mm-hmm. flag is almost like uh, um, a badge that was earned. Where the Canadian flag to me with Canadians is almost like it's a joy to share. Yeah. And it's, and it's, it's just rooted into them where it's kind of like, do they love high taxes? No, a lot of them are probably like, yeah, I wish taxes were not as high. But there's a part of them saying, but... I'm a Canadian and I, I look out for my fellow Canadians. Yeah. You don't hear that in America, I think, ever, where it's, I care about my fellow Americans. I want to mm. do this service to help the fellow American people through a legislative policy that will impact me on a financial or personal level. Yeah. And that's because as Americans, we just, that's not who we are. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this makes any sense, but. No, I, I I completely get where you're coming from. And, yeah, and and that's kind of like the thing of why I say like I love being in Canada because it's like a weird vein that you can that you can feel within the country when you're in it. At least when I'm in it, and that's why I love Canada, and that's why I love going, and that's why I love um, the fact that like I found uh, a place like that because. Mm-hmm. Up until I went to Canada and made Canadian friends, I never experienced it. And it's, um, yeah, it's just a very different mindset, very different outlook, and very different actions by them. Um, yeah, so, sorry, I went on like a 10-minute rant, so I'm sorry about <laughs> taking up all that time. But that's, Canada rant. <laughs> that's, but, that, but that's where I'm at with that part, like, yeah. as far as how I feel. and Yeah, and you were touching on something earlier where, like, the... The American definition of patriotism is bald eagle, American flag, military. That's patriotism. But that's because that's who we are. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's a good point. Like, that's who we are. Yeah. Or I think that Canadian brand of patriotism that you're describing is, like, 
to me, it seems like a more truer version of patriotism. It's people who care about their country and want their country to succeed rather than like patriotism in America almost feels like a competition where it's like, I'm right because I'm patriotic and my uncle is in the military or my son is a Marine and I'm patriotic and you're not. So I'm right. Like there's a weird, there's a weird undertone to American patriotism, the way most people flaunt it. And there's, almost the sense of people who probably are that Canadian breed of patriotism who almost don't want to be an outspoken patriot and like wave an American flag because that paints them in a wrong light. It paints them in that way that I'm describing the American version of patriotism. Like, I don't know if what I'm saying makes sense now, but there's a very, like uh, being patriotic in America is Almost like it's being on a left or right side. It's almost like it's an identity instead of. Yeah. It's almost so like I have some very patriotic friends. I have, um, I mean, I have somebody who's in the family that's, uh, that has hearing issues from blasting doors open in Iraq. So it's not like, it's not like I'm, I'm, I'm distanced by any of the actual sacrifices by people for America. It's just, it's that it's like you're not american or you need to leave if you don't like it here and it's like well no if i want to fight for the version of my country that's what i'm going to be here for that's what i'm going to vote for and it's i don't think there's any right or wrong in the sense of like you can't be that way but it's just it's a very different identity and that's why i think america is the way it is Mm. is that because we were forged to find and 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 refined by wars and violence and conflict that's kind of who we are and on the global stage it is we are the bouncer on the global stage it's like don't fuck with them because america gets involved and they'll fucking carpet bomb this entire city and and then it's like not even they'll just send like two missiles and take out half the city and then they'll send in troops if they want to have a photo op it's like like and it's not like that's the worst thing because you know there are things that that come from america's military might but there's also downsides, and that's where I'm leading with this. And the downsides are uh, you have a military-industrial complex, which feeds law enforcement agencies with a buyback program of their equipment. So now yeah. you have heavily armored police officers walking around in armored APCs, yeah, like fully kitted out APCs. Um, and it's like, what's the most you're going to run into? It yeah. is, like the most you run into is a terrorist. Suicide bomb, maybe a automatic rifle or something, maybe explosives. But like, it's not like you're going to be going like battalion versus battalion with somebody who's where you have to like flank them with an APC and yeah. you know what I mean, or like like would do like a hot drop with like a Huey while you cover yeah. put covering fire for some mortars or something. You know, like you don't. It's not it's yeah. not war, and and that's kind of like. It's adding to the shit show is that like yeah. we're having this this whole discussion and and this whole situation coming down right now of Americans fighting Americans again, whether it's right versus left, whether it's protesters versus rioters, whether it's cops, uh, law enforcement versus protesters, whether it's um, the like the president versus uh, versus the House or Congress or Senate or whatever. Like, like there's just everything is a conflict right now. Everything is a fight. Everything is going against each other. Everything is about fighting and domination. Mm-hmm. 
and there's really nobody listening. Yeah, it's just fighting. It's, it's just fighting. So, two things. One, I there uh, there's a lot of signs and posts and things like that saying defund the police. And I saw uh. one thing on Twitter that's, hey, maybe instead of defunding the police, just start by taking away their tanks. <laughs> like... <laughs> Step one, police officers don't need tanks. Right, yeah. I mean, so the part of this conversation that was awkward, I think, for both of us to bring up is that, like, we don't want to seem like we're radicalizing any type of talking points. And yeah. I don't... And because of the situation and what's happening and the emotions involved, it is getting radicalized, like, very quickly when things come up. Like, for example, people were like, abolish the police. And it's like, okay, I'm willing to listen to that. Why do you mm. want to abolish the police? Oh, here mm. are the stats and here are the projects and tests that have been conducted when you had areas with no law enforcement, how crime went down and stuff like this and the community polices itself and et cetera, et cetera. Like there's less anxiety, there's less uh, potential opportunities for violence, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and it's like, that's a good point. But like, if you want that, that's simple. You need to rally around that and you need to vote to make it happen. Yeah. And that's kind of the entire American process. Like, I personally think that you need some form of cops because a perfect example is you have nonviolent protesters handing over rioters that they find in their ranks to the police to arrest. Mm -hmm. So you have a nonviolent protest against the police, but the nonviolent protesters are using the police to police. Yeah. So, like, you have a situation where, like, it's not as cut and dry. It's not as as black and white and non-ambiguous it's just not so it's it's hard yeah there i think the problem that seems to be getting worse and worse in america are the radical ends of the spectrum yeah. where yeah without getting too into my own personal opinions <laughs> there are people who are saying let's institute martial law and shut this shit down which is wild and then there are people saying it's not america get rid of the police yeah <laughs> like i want the number of police in america to be zero which yeah. is wild yep. um and it's those two people will never agree on anything there'll be yeah there'll be no victory until unless they completely get their own way and there's no talking there's nope. just yelling back and forth there's no listening Nope. There's just yelling louder than the other person. And then when they yell louder than you, you yell louder than them. And it's they get more entrenched in their own positions. And unfortunately, at the protest I went to yesterday, after it was like a 5 o'clock to 6.30, and then everybody gather up on the town green and like you can put the signs away and get off the street. At 6.45, we're going to have like a, I think they called it a circle of trust or whatever, where everybody stands in a circle and just... People who wanted to say some things can say some things. And uh, there are a few black guys that got up and, like, told their stories and things like that. And then there are a few people saying, like, hey, by the way, there's more protests in Bloomfield and Windsor on these days at this time. Make sure you go to those. Make sure your voice is heard. And then other people are like, hey, make sure you get out there and vote in November. And then other people are telling their stories. And it was, it was a really good thing. And then this one guy got up who had a completely opposing side, but he wanted to speak there. And he started speaking, and he started saying some very opposing uh, thoughts, and he immediately started getting cussed out and yelled at. And I was like, you guys, yeah. this is going to go nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> he, like, listen to him, make him feel heard, 
and then go out and vote in November and still do your thing, but like talk instead of yell. Like he, they literally wouldn't let him say anything. And granted, I completely disagreed with everything he was saying, but it was so disheartening to see. And then he started yelling back, and then they started yelling louder. And then somebody noticed that he had a gun on him in his back waistband because um, it was like making a shirt stick out weird. And he was like, yeah, I have the right to carry blow. And that's when me and my cousins were like, let's leave. <laughs> Uh, and we left, and we saw him still arguing with a couple other people as we got in our car and drove by. But that's that's the not the problem. There's way bigger problems, but I feel like there needs to be more people willing to listen to each other. And that's just that's something that I feel like is too wishful thinking. But it, it's it's really it's and I think that's if I had to really say anything, I think to anybody listening who feels in the same way of like, what can I do? I don't know where to start. I think the first thing is like, I mean, you're already doing it, but listen, Mm. like I wanted to pull up this story about Dave Chappelle. Mm -hmm. I know some people may cringe at his name, but like, but Dave Chappelle um, is an incredibly intelligent man when it comes to uh, history of oppression for blacks in America. Yeah. And long story short, he was doing a hour bit, where he was just having people in the crowd just yell stuff out, and he would do a bit about it. So they'd be mm. like, macaroni and cheese, and he'd make, he'd, make, he'd make a joke about macaroni and cheese, and it was going and going. And uh, for the record, if those are those wondering, this was a story told by Kenny DeForest. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was uh, back when uh, he was in town in New York City when Kevin Hart was hosting SNL, so around then. Mm-hmm. So long story short, somebody eventually says police brutality. So he paused and he says, so you really want to do this? Okay. So the, the crowd gets quiet because Dave's about to talk about something serious. Mm-hmm. And, and Chappelle started talking about Eric Gardner and watching him get murdered in cold blood on camera, on TV, on the internet, mm-hmm. and how it made him scared for his kids. And he's talking to this crowd and he says, I was scared for my kids and I thought body cams would help, but what good is video evidence if nobody cares? If y'all don't care, then what's the point of the video evidence? Um, And apparently there was a clearly privileged white girl that said, shouts, life's hard, sorry about it. And it took the air out of the room. There was a collective gasp from everybody in the audience. And Chappelle zeroes in on on this girl and goes, what did you say? And so she says it again, like, life's hard, like, suck it up. Like, too bad. So he starts talking about the history of black people in the police. And he talks about slave patrols and Rodney King and Watts and Emmett Till and Black Wall Street. He talks about Trayvon Martin, Michael Brown. He talks about John Crawford III. Um, if you don't know John Crawford III, Google it. Um, it happened right around the time of the other high-profile killings. Um, so it's basically about a guy. It was There's just a... the the gist of it is John Crawford was in Walmart looking at a BB gun. Mm -hmm. Somebody called the cops, said there's a black guy with a gun. They came in and just killed him in Walmart. They didn't ask him to put it down. They didn't say hands up. They just walked in. There's the guy. Blast him. And they blasted Mm. him. Um, There's security footage of it. It's pretty horrible. But Chappelle really hits home when he talks about a story when he was driving around in Ohio. Because he lives in rural Ohio on a farm. And he's talking about how he was driving over, driving around in rural Ohio where he lives and he got pulled over by a cop. And, and he says, quote, I may be white on paper, but I'm still black. 
So I'm nervous. And that's because he's a celebrity. He's famous. He's rich. He's white on paper, as he says. He says the cop approaches and he can tell that he can see that I'm nervous. You know, I have both hands on the wheel and I say, officer, my license and registration is in the glove box. I'm going to reach for them now. I promise I'm not armed. He could tell the officer was actually offended, but he said this because the officer said, I know who you are, Dave Chappelle. And I said, so why do you need my license or registration? You know, like, so then why do you need my information then? He, so long story short, he gets left off. He gets let off with a warning. However, the twist is that same cop later goes on to be the guy who kills John Crawford. Wow. <laughs> So his takeaway from this is, I shouldn't have to be Dave Chappelle to survive police encounters. Wow. He explains that one of his best friends is South African, and he said, I asked him what it was like in South Africa right before apartheid ended, and he said it was chaos in the streets. There were riots. There were car bombs. But the amount of people caring is what hit critical mass, Mm. and there was nothing that could be done to stop that critical mass of care. The people had momentum because of how much they cared and, and that's what hit critical mass and that's what america has to hit that's what we have to hit and once enough people care there will be nothing they can do to stop the change and he talks about how later on he quote that dumbass white girl wanted to talk to dave so but this <laughs> after the show the girl wants to talk to dave like one-on-one yeah. and everybody's like you'll fuck her blah 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 like tell her tell her that you're busy and dave said no 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 no. bring her in i want you to bring her in go ahead she wants to talk bring her in yeah so she comes in and i guess she she immediately just starts crying mm-hmm. she just says i am so sorry for what i said thank you for educating me i was ignorant before but i want you to know that i learned from what you said tonight and i won't say things like that anymore because now mm-hmm. i know and Chappelle said don't worry about it you're okay that's all we can ask for. No better, do better. I want to thank you for hearing me and listening. That's mm. your role because now you know. Now you're part of that critical mass we just talked about. And next time you hear a friend say some ignorant shit like this, you can correct them and share with them what you learned tonight. Then you're no longer part of the problem. You're part of the solution. And he says, "Don't." He says, it's okay. It's going to be okay. You're a part of the solution now. Do you want to have a picture? <laughs> so it's 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 a it's a great story because dave is very educated and i love hearing when he gets serious in his stand-ups because especially yeah. his his most recent ones mm-hmm. he has parts in almost every one where he gets real serious about society culture black history yeah. and he drops nuggets of information but i think that's a lesson that can be taught to everybody in the situation where i think like the fact that nobody listens yeah like like one of the biggest things that I like to do is um, people who who support Donald Trump because I don't mm-hmm. support him. Like mm-hmm. I like to hear their reason why, yeah. and when I hear their reasons, I go, "Oh, well, that makes sense then." Like, "Oh, you wanted to like you wanted to close off borders." Well, that makes sense because he said he would do this. You care about the financial plan that he put out to do this. That makes yeah. sense. You like the redraft of NAFTA. That makes sense. Like I start to you start to get it because if you don't listen, all you hear is. That person votes for Donald Trump. They're racist. They're horrible. They're, and while yes, there's argument to be had that like, oh well, if you can accept the negatives of something, then that means you must stand by it. There needs to be some form of nuance to understanding the shit show that is American politics, yeah. like, like the the whole the whole thing with him walking to the church 
Oh my god! Yeah, like tear gassing people and uh, like forming a, a a peaceful queue for him to get there. That was such a thing that like that like pissed me off because it's just all of it was just all of it was just bullshit. It's just all yeah. bullshit noise. It's all bullshit. It's like the people mad about it. You think the president doesn't do political stunts like this or tries to have a promotional picture or promotional response or political mm-hmm. response to something that happens all the fucking time. Why do you think people smile and shake hands with the, their group of counsel when they meet each other at the delegation? Like It's because it's a prop and it's what's done and it makes sense. And then I got pissed because the diocese of the church was mad. Like, I can't believe you tear gassed people just so you could take a picture. And it's like, this is the thing. Like, this is the non-Christian thing you're going to put yourself on, Christian guy. Like, (laughs) the amount of non-Christian things this guy has done since before he was elected and that came to light and you still supported him until only now is it a bad thing because people were tear gassed. Like, get off the high horse. Like, it's just the whole thing was just a, 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 a wall of bullshit nonsense. All of it. And it's just like, whatever. Giving it heart and emotion and tension is just the wrong action. But like, yeah, my my end part of this is to say, listen. <laughs> listen, period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I really like that. And like I said about the protest yesterday, it was really disheartening to see the complete lack of listening from either side that I saw. I was only expecting to see one side. Um, but I saw one guy from another side. That's actually not true. We saw a bunch of assholes in pickup trucks um, <laughs> just driving by. They did the thing where you like slam on the gas and your truck can just vomit black smoke. Apparently, ah, roll um, coal. There you go. Yeah, yeah, roll. Yeah, we got roll cold on a lot. Um, and then a bunch of people shouting like uh, "All Lives Matter," uh, which is side note. Just unfortunate that that's the mantra of the other side which it it's a thinly veiled way to say white lives matter um right but it yeah yep um which is unfortunate but um (laughs) i think the other problem is like the the whole thing that trump did getting to the church to get a photo op that was so he can upload that photo and it could be posted to all the news networks that favor him and all the Facebook groups that favor him. And yeah. all they'll see is that little snippet of him holding a Bible. And that's all a lot of grandmas will hear about. And they'll think, Hey, wow, he's religious during all of this. What a good thing. He's standing next to that church that got, uh, burned, destroyed. I don't know what happened to that church. I think it was but, burned down, but yeah, yeah, he's, he cares and he's fighting back against all right. these evil people who are burning down churches. Right. That's and what, then a, a lot of other people will only see the three-second clip of a cop beating the shit out of someone new that happened today or this last hour. The reporter, Different. the Australian reporter. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> the cop but, just, like, punches him in the gut with his shield. He, like, yeah, shield he bashes like, him in the gut, and then he, like, hits him. And he tries to rip the camera out of his hands. Jesus. Um, <laughs> but it's... I think the point I'm trying to make is there's... It is so easy to edit information before it goes widespread to take any situation and turn it into exactly what that person wants you to see. Yes. And what that person wants a specific group of people to see. And it's it kind of to tie in with your point of just listen, 
just research, I guess, like see everything that's going on. If you hear this little snippet of something that happened on Twitter, dig into that. If it really angers you or makes you feel strongly in a certain way, make sure that it's not someone manipulating you by only showing you what they want you to see. Yeah. Look for the whole picture. And coincidentally, <laughs> looking for the whole picture on, hey, let's see why this this very strong president man held up a Bible, backwards and upside down, by the way, in front of this burnt church. That, that's so brave of him. Let me research more into that. Oh, he tear-guessed people on the way there, and all he did was show up, take a picture, and then go back, and he doesn't give a shit about anything. He just wants it to be on Facebook. But then if you look at, oh, let me look at the full two-minute video of this policeman punching this Australian reporter in the gut. Oh, no, he just literally punched him in the gut. Got it. Okay. But <laughs> for no research, <laughs> research those things, figure out what's really happening out there, and like, like seek out the actual truth. And I really think that a lot of people aren't noticing this, but I feel like social media should also be at that critical mass, that boiling point where people say, okay, fuck this. This is getting, this is becoming a really dangerous tool for really dangerous people to use. People should have known that after the 2016 election. Um, that was basically an engineered election based off social media, but that's a four-year-old point. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> it's, I, I guess, just research things and figure out your own truth not the truth someone is giving to you on a silver platter right and and it's i think it's it's key to note the acknowledgement of the privilege to be able to say these things without having the personal experiences of going through it like i remember one of our mutual friends who we used to work with together i'm not going to name just for privacy reasons Mm -hmm. and he was late and i was like you're all right man what happened like you're like an hour late and he said, man, you wouldn't guess what happened. And I said, what happened? And he said, cops pulled me over for no reason other than my rear windows were, were, are tinted. Mm-hmm. Like my rear windows are tinted darker than my front windows. And he pulled me over, kept me there, asked me questions. Long story short, I have a court case to go fight this ticket for this bullshit thing. And it's just because I'm black. Yeah. Now, I've never experienced that. So I just said, I don't know what that's like. He was like, it fucking sucks. <laughs> he was like, yeah. every time every time you see a cop, you think you're going to get pulled over. And then he was like, there was a three-year period or four-year period where, like, the same two cops kept pulling him over on the same street. And eventually he was like, guys, I just go to work on this street. Like, I don't know why you keep being so curious about me driving around. And then he's like, oh, I get it. It's because I'm black and I drive a nice car. Mm. And I, Now I know who you're talking about. Yeah. And it's like... <laughs> And it's like, there's no other reason. I'm driving the speed limit. I'm not breaking the law. Like, and you keep doing it and you keep knowing it's me. And you ask the same questions. Where are you going? Why are you going there? How long are you going there? How long have you been working there? Like, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, guys, like, it's my job. I'm going over this. And he's a smart, articulate man. And he still gets that kind of bullshit. And I don't know what that's like. So it's easy for me to say, like, oh, just listen. When it's, you know, people like him have gone through of... Yo, we told them to listen for a while now, and nobody's listening. And no, yeah. as Dave Chappelle said, what's the point of the video if nobody cares about watching it? Yeah. So it's it's I understand that there's a different reaction to this entire situation when you've been personally impacted by it, and it's been like following you your entire life, or your family and your friends for your all of your entire lives. Like I get that, you know, mm-hmm. I get it. But like, 
As far as selling the idea to the majority of Americans, it's going to take something miraculous for people to listen yeah. and just be willing to be like, uh, like, for example, today, that dude who showed up and he was like, I want to have a second to talk. And they go, oh, go ahead, buddy. And he goes, I think all lives matter. And everybody goes, oh, shit, here we go again. Like, if they just said, if somebody just said, okay, what is your opinion about that statement about all lives matter? Yeah. And he was like, I think my life matters as well. And then somebody could say, I also think your life matters as well. Yeah. That's, I'm not saying your life doesn't matter. I'm saying some of the systems and, and cultural uh, divides that have been ingrained into our country just happen to affect me right now because I'm black. Yeah. And right now, after the fact that George was just killed in the way he was killed, which, by the way, for everybody, just a side note, for everybody who keeps posting pictures, I know none of you are probably listening, but the people who keep posting pictures of, like, themselves with somebody putting a knee to their neck and being like, I'm fine, I'm still breathing. First of all, A, you're an insensitive asshole. But wow. B, you have no concept of of body mechanics because when you have three people on your back, I don't know the last time you had the air compressed out of you with somebody in top position, but let me tell you something, it sucks and it's a part of a technique to splay out so your body weight makes it difficult for somebody's lungs to expand and that makes a choke easier. And that's something I can tell you, just being a martial artist and an MMA fan, that's a fucking technique you do. You, yeah. you splay out to spread out your body mass as much as possible. You flatten down to try to make it difficult for them to breathe, and then you choke them out. That's how you get chokes easier, because yeah. they can't expand to breathe. That's it. Mm. So for all you people with just one person on, your, on the back of your knee, that's cute. I want you to put 300 pounds of sand on your back, lay on the ground, and then have somebody go ahead and knee on your neck. That's yeah. what I want. Then I can't believe people are... Uh, I can't believe people are doing that. What is there to gain yes. from making that point? Pissing people off, being a troll, think saying that they're right that like this because a lot of those people are saying that this is being inflamed to be about race because they don't believe that race is an issue. Yeah, which how how holy of them to think, but yeah, just that when I when I heard that and when I heard the coroner the the autopsy the first autopsy report of like nothing to do with strangulation i was like you motherfuckers have never actually been choked out yeah. like as somebody who's tapped out many a times to rear nakeds bulldog chokes to anaconda chokes to multiple chokes von flu chokes triangles let me tell you something there's technique to it and it fucking sucks and you're not yeah. doing it <laughs> like so it's like oh i'm fine it's like okay fine then i want you to have like three guys laying on top of you and kneeing on your back and making yeah. it so you can't open and expand your lungs to breathe. And then let's have a dude who weighs more than what I'm seeing in this picture because that looks like your kid. Get somebody who's, uh, who's uh, at least, I want to say, 190 to 220 pounds kneeling on your neck. And then let's talk about it. So that's that's just my own little side note of what the fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Got to sneak in some MMA. <laughs> it's just... That's just that shit just pissed like because when I see it it's like you're not even making so that's the thing like you said why are you doing it it's not even an argument yeah because to not, me you're not making a point you're, yeah because yeah. to me it's not a point because you're not you're not really re, you're not really doing it it's yeah. like that's not the same thing at all it's like I, I don't get what there is to gain from 
trying to convince people of that like what is that person's angle i don't get it i think the angle is that they want to make it less about race because on the bright side here's something that i i do know and this is Mm. because i do have a few right-wing friends and one of them um i was talking to about this and he was saying like um just so you know like 99 percent of everybody is pissed off about this like yeah it's not like oh just a black guy like 99 percent of people are like this is fucked like it's yeah. not like it's not like it's well that's a he was probably a democrat like that's not the conversation that's not yeah. what's that's not what's happening it's it's or maybe it is in certain areas but the majority of people are kind of just saying like this is this is wrong and there's an overreach of law enforcement uh, tactics and and there's a problem with the uh, methods and practices used by said departments but yeah on the bright side i think the majority of people agree that it's kind of fucked but again the conversation today with that guy, I just imagine how it could have gone if somebody said, well, tell me what you th- like, why you say that and what you think about that. And tell me what you think about black lives matter. Do you think black lives don't matter? Yeah. And I'm sure that person would probably have said something like, no, I think they do matter. I just feel like I'm being marginalized because I'm not being considered as if I matter. And then yeah. somebody could say, ha ha, this is the whole point. This is, <laughs> this is kind of how it is. It's the yeah. fact that we are marginalized and you're not as marginalized as us. And it's not a, it's not a, prejudice war but right now we're literally being killed yeah like yeah and i did uh on the flip side of that i did see some people uh, during like the main section of the protest the this this angry old dude came out of his house because there were 200 people standing on his lawn essentially (laughs) and came to talk to one person who is kind of leading most of the chanting and i saw her kind of step aside with him and they had like an argument it it was definitely an argument but she was asking him questions and he was answering the way that he wanted to answer and then she would have a counter argument for that and then he would have a counter argument for that and a real conversation that happened and then i don't know exactly how it ended because it was a little bit out of my earshot but i heard him just say like well okay then and went back into his house i'm like that's a lot better than like getting possibly into like a physical fight yes over just yelling over each other like there wasn't really any yelling uh there was definitely some like i want to say raised voices but there was like a tone of like frustration and the other person's voice like right well what do you mean about this and this is so much more important wouldn't you agree and but it wasn't yelling right i saw an hour after that of people straight up getting in a guy's face and pointing at his face like from an inch away and yelling like fuck you yeah exactly exactly. yeah no literally like that but uh yeah i like your i like your point of listen uh also research also vote don't forget to vote because that's really the only way that change is going to happen i I, yeah i think a lot of people forget the power of their decision making it's like it's my kind of thing that i always i always joke about of how like if you don't like it, then you don't buy it. Yeah. It's that's it's like I can't believe this this movie did this, then don't go see the movie. I can't believe <laughs> this athlete did that, then don't pay into that organization yeah. or that team in any way. It's like I can't believe blah 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 blah. Then then don't you don't you vote with your wallet. Yeah. Like or you with su- your ballot. <laughs> or your ballot. Yeah, like like yeah. like you have a voice. It may not go your way cuz it has to be the majority, but like that's your option to to live and the craziest part about this whole thing we are just talking about the racial interpersonal part about this Mm -hmm. we're not even talking about the systemic side 
or the systemic issue of the fact that we're seeing police officers use excessive force on nonviolent protesters mm-hmm. in enacting curfews and arresting innocent people for yeah. no reason. With like, no repercussions because there's no system in place to deal out those repercussions. Yep. And we're, that's what needs to happen. And that will only happen by voting. We're not talking about like uh, reporters getting attacked yeah. by police and getting yeah. shot. We're not talking Blinded. about... Yeah, we're not talking about, like, the fact that they're shooting rubber bullets at, like, close range. Yeah. Not at the ground like you're supposed to, so they bounce up, but, but at, at people's, people's faces. faces. Yeah. yeah. Com- like, there's a there's a doctor who posted a picture of, like, hey, by the way, people out there, be careful, because this is somebody's skull that's impacted from a rubber bullet. So mm-hmm. these cops are trying to kill. Like, yeah. this is not a good thing. And the fact that it just keeps happening, mm-hmm. the fact we're not talking about the po- political side of the governors and the mayors who I forget the guy in LA who was like, I think our police use the proper force. And I think George Floyd's death was actually an issue on everybody's side and everybody's mm-hmm. at fault. And it's like, read the room, buddy, read the fucking <laughs> room. And then somebody layered his speech over all the video, all the footage of like LA cops using excessive force yeah. and like macing people. And like, just, it's just the amount of, it's just insane. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Yeah. Um, before we re- started recording, we were like, do we want to talk about this? We should talk about this. How do we want to transition into something else? At this point, I don't think we should uh, transition into anything else. I think it's a I little don't, heavy. Yeah, it's a little yeah. heavy to transition. I mean, I feel like, so something, I wanted to talk about this because in the smallest way possible of us having a voice that maybe people will listen to, mm. we can hopefully put out seeds of change or seeds of just compassion to listen. I'm not going to say compassion for your fellow citizen because that's a little bit of a stretch for Americans, but I will say mm. just as far as seeds for listening, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think is the big thing. Um, yeah, I think that's the that's the hardest thing for us i think that i think another like it's just yeah it's just it's i don't have an answer i don't know how to fix it like yeah i don't know what the solution is i would love to see everybody be okay with each other but that's just not how it is and who knows perhaps this is because there's an ingrained part of everybody that doesn't like something different and that's why this never works i don't know i I don't I don't know. I, I really don't. Um, yeah. Cool. Yeah. P- positive, positive vibes. Yeah. Listen, research, vote. Yeah. I think that's, that's gr- listen, research, vote. I think that's a really good starting point. Yeah. Um, I think that's a fantastic starting point. Um, yeah. I, I don't, I don't know what else to say about it. I mean, it's it's like a weird anchor that hold that slows me down throughout the day because like I just get reminded of it and I just get like sad or I just get pissed off and it's just like the yeah. fucking injustice of it all is just like and I'm not even talking about what happened to George Floyd at this point or or uh, anybody else um, anybody else like that's been a major case I'm talking just about like what I'm seeing right now even just the yeah. mere fact that like if you go if you're caught. There's a video of a, of a SUV of a van pulling up in a four-way intersection in New York, and people are just going about their day. There's a guy in a little moped. There's a guy in a pickup just 
taking a right after the stop sign, mm-hmm. and they just get out and they just start ripping people out of their vehicles and arresting them. And it's because it was six zero one and curfew was at six o'clock. It's insane. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I am also in a weird position because of my job that it's now part of my job to deal with this. Right. right. And I was not expecting that at all, and I don't want to explain why it's part of my job or what my job is. But yeah, don't, don't, don't. It's it feels inescapable, and I hate that. <laughs> This episode is such a bummer, but I'm glad we're doing this because it it needs to be a bummer. But it's yeah, it's it needs to change. <laughs> yeah, it 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 needs it to yeah, it needs to suck. Um, yeah, man, I don't I don't know, and I think that's why again I think George Floyd, as far as unfortunately like his death, it's now the rallying cry for again i think all of the voices of the oppressed Mm -hmm. and again i think that's you should look it up too because the crowds are insane internationally of people who are saying black lives matter and like justice for floyd and like all this other stuff i when i saw the thing of every all 50 states have now had a protest it was all 50 states and 18 other countries have now had a (laughs) protest um, which is wild and amazing and like in terms of the the research bit and like more than just researching what's getting shown to you on your social media feed of choice, like go research more topics, like go seek out information instead of being handed information. And you'll find a lot more concrete facts that way. Yeah. You can also go really deep if you want to. There's a lot of black authors who have fantastic books of history and, and full details explaining positions and issues and why and how and the difficulty in embedded in all of it like there's tons tons of that information available um i will not be surprised if you walk into barnes and noble and you see a a section now dedicated to that at the very front of just like get educated um props to you for going to a protest man yeah (laughs) i don't want to (laughs) like brag about it it was uh Kind of a last minute got invited. Hell yeah. Let's well, do that's it. That's good. That's good. It was cool. I uh, am going to try to go to another one. I have Saturday off. I'm going to go wherever there is one Saturday. I'm not going to lie. Part of when I was there, I was like, honestly, like I am glad that I'm here. I'm glad that so many people are here. I don't understand the the intangible effect. Like what, what effect am I having on anything just by being here and holding a sign? I can't think of like the the cause and effect that me being here is causing like what am i helping but you're you're forcing the conversation i'm forcing the conversation and i saw uh and to go along with my aunt saying this has happened over and over again and i've never seen a protest like this in granby so we are in the center of town so pretty much every car that is on the road in granby has to go through the center of town at one point more than half the cars had the person in the passenger seat filming, just seeing everything that's going on. And that's going to get shared. And people are going to see how many people are there. And it's, it felt like I had that revelation of, like, the how is me, one person voting, going to make a difference in the outcome of this election or whatever? But the sheer number of people, the fact that there were 500 people in this small farm town of, like, 99% white people is is something that's 
like getting a lot of traction and getting a lot of attention so yeah i mean it's it's if it's crazy if you think about it i saw a tweet that kind of painted it really well i mean it was kind of like calling people out but it was like y'all love stories of revolution y'all are huge star wars fans <laughs> and the rebellion you're all huge fans of like of the avengers and being like the ju- the, the fighters for justice and yes yes upholder, yes yes but like when you see it in real life you don't know how to react to it yeah and that's very true and it's 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 very it's very alarming how i did how similar things are i mean mm-hmm. yeah there's there's human stories made by humans based off of human events so you can't mm-hmm. get too like oh i can't believe it but like the fact that they're right it's like we we see ourselves in characters like oh like i'm luke skywalker like i'm han solo and my yeah. friends chew like it, it, <laughs> Come on, you always need a chewy. But like it's am I your chewy? <laughs> Maybe. I mean Um but the fact that like the second we see any kind of actual resemblance of it, it it we can't comprehend it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like it's like, no, don't burn the target down. It's like it's fine. It's the target CEO said, I don't give a shit. It's just property and there's insurance. Fuck it. Like <laughs> Did that actually happen? Yeah. He came out in a statement, he was like, For those telling us about the about the riot and the burning of target it's like we uh we don't care we have insurance for this and uh <laughs> and it's whatever like if if wow. targets if targets i mean if you want to look at it from a capitalist viewpoint that's free press um that's free promotion yeah. they're talking about target but like uh yeah it's like hey we have insurance you know if that's what it takes for people's voices to be heard then so be it yeah wow interesting yeah, um, Twitter has been a weird portal into just just like the rabbit hole. It's just a rabbit hole. It's wild, man. It's fucking wild. I feel like wild. Twitter is extra active right now. It's fucking... I'm on it all the time. I know you're not, but like... Yeah. It's fucking insane. And like the shit that's being reposted. Like, I'll see it. I'll see it. I'll see a post. Somebody tweets and goes like, justice for this person this guy in a Mini Cooper just tried to run people over and he, he actually injured somebody. And then three tweets down, it's found him arrested. Like, <laughs> he was stopped Damn. four blocks down. Cops caught him, like, et cetera, et cetera. Wow. Like, so you're seeing lifetime events break down and all this other shit, so. Yeah. Yeah, but this wanna, has been... You want to wrap it up? Yeah, I was going to say, it's been a sad enough episode. I think, uh... I think this has been... I th- I think the best way we can kind of talk about it and convey it and uh, leave it for those who um, are on the front lines of this to really help to really set the standard of what the process and expectation should be for those who are interested. Yeah. Um, considering this is just really an opinion show. So, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, buddy. Great talking to you. Woo. <laughs> Woo. Um, yeah, I will see you next week, my dude. See you next week. <laughs> All right. Peace, buddy. Peace.